Welcome back to No Idea, the podcast where you have no idea what we're going to talk about and we have no idea how it's going to go. Or should I say, I have no idea how it's going to go because guess what guys, it's just me today. J-E-N-N-Y, Jenny, coming at you live. Um, There's no Allie, it's literally just me. I hope that's okay with you guys. I know that some of you are literally just listening to this podcast right now because you're in quarantine and have nothing better to do. But that's okay. Guess what? I'm not offended. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I don't really feel a need to introduce myself since I'm literally on this podcast every time we do one. But um, I'm going to give you guys three facts about me because I feel like that's what we do when we interview people. We just say, hey, three fun facts about yourself. Go. So I have three fun facts for you guys. Number one, I love milk. I literally don't taste a difference between whole 2% or 1%. Sorry about it. I guess my taste buds are just off, but I love drinking milk. I will literally drink it right out of the jug, and I feel so sorry for my lactose-sensitive or lactose-intolerant friends. Sorry about it. Um, I think that the doctor told me, like, hey, you have a dairy issue, you need to stop, or you're lactose-intolerant. I think I might cry, because I love milk so much. That's fact number one. Fact number two, here we go. I was George Washington in my third grade play. I, <laughs> We were having a a play about all the historical characters in a certain time period in history, right? And I was George Washington. Coattails and all, wig and all. Yes, it was a powdered white wig I had to wear. And I loved it. I loved doing that part. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they couldn't find another boy in the class to fill that part. So I had to step up and take one for the team. (laughs) It was a fun time. So fun fact number three. I'm not really afraid of any insects, at least that I know of. I know a lot of people who are really terrified of spiders or they just don't like flies or yada yada yada. I'm just not one of those people. I don't necessarily like them. I mean, I don't keep them as pets or anything. Right, Fluffy? (laughs) As my pet spider just turns to me, he's like, right, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But um, I know that a lot of people don't like them and I just, I don't like them either, but I'm not scared of them. My thought process is, oh, it's here in a room that I don't want it to be in. I should go kill it. That's pretty resourceful, right? I recently was on a trip and I was sharing a bathroom with several girls and I knew that they were all scared of insects and I walked into the bathroom one day and lo and behold, our little friend, a scorpion, was there next to the toilet and I said, oh, that's an issue. So I I thought to myself, I know what will happen if I tell the girls right now there's a scorpion in our bathroom they'll all freak out and it just won't be a pretty sight. So I decided to take a picture of the scorpion first, you know, make sure I could show them later, tell them that I survived the encounter, and then step two, kill it. So I killed it with a shoe and I didn't really feel anything. I don't know if I was supposed to feel fear. I don't know, but I showed them later and they were like all scared to use that bathroom afterwards. But I survived the encounter. It ended up okay. I'm just not afraid of insects, but that. Um, fun fact leads us into our topic for today, which is fear. I don't feel a need to remind you guys of what's currently going on in the world today because it's all over the news and it's all over social media and we feel like this pandemic is pretty much all we hear about right now. And I feel like fear was very prevalent in our culture before this pandemic and then this came along and what happened was all the fear just kind of bubbled up to the surface and it just is way more obvious now. 
And I have just been wrestling with that. I've There have been days where I've been really stressed out about coronavirus that's going around currently. And there have been days where I'm like, no, like it's going to be okay. There's hope. And I feel very hopeful for the future and excited about the future when quarantine is finished and we can go out in public again and, and sit down at a restaurant. So I've like varied for the both extremes. But I just wanted to share this. It's been on my heart for a few weeks now that I wanted to just um, encourage people out there who are very afraid right now, um, who are really battling fear and it's a daily thing. These are just three things that I've been reminding myself daily because it keeps me calm and it keeps me just steadfast in the peace that I know the Lord offers every believer. So number one that I've been thinking about is that fear is not of God and it's a choice whether you live in it or not. Um, Every single human just experiences nervousness, experiences fear, but it is your choice whether you dwell on that. It's your choice whatever you dwell on. If we are dwelling on the word, if we're dwelling on the Lord and that he's in control, then fear will not affect you as much. In the good old B-I-B-L-E, that spells Bible, it says in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I think that this is something we need to choose daily. In this time of uncertainty, the world is probably looking at Christians because we claim to be the people who have an eternal hope. And they're not looking at us to be a reflection of what's already happening. If they see us and we're freaking out just as much as the rest of the world about something that we can't control, it's going to show. And if we have this eternal hope, it will change how we live, right? We're going to grieve differently, react differently. We're going to have a different type of happiness than the world has if this eternal hope that's in us is real. So they're not looking for just another reaction out of us. They're looking for us to be light in this time. So fear is definitely something that you can choose to dwell on or you can choose the promises of God. So think to yourself, what have I been thinking about the most lately? Is it how I have no control over the situation and I don't know what I'm going to do? And am I dwelling on these uncertainties that are in the world right now? Or am I dwelling on what God has promised me? Am I dwelling on the positive? Am I dwelling on the word of God that doesn't change no matter what happens in life? Which leads me into number two. We can dwell on this. We can remember who our author is. Because when things feel out of control, we have to remember the one who is always in control. This is what will keep you from living in a state of anxiousness and keep your heart rate going at a normal pace. Because think about it. We trust people with credibility, right? People who come through on your promises, teachers with a lot of experience in their field, people who are who they say they are, they earn our trust. So how much more should we trust God? Because he's the one who comes through on every promise. He's the author and finisher of our faith and who works out everything for the good of those who love him. He's the one we should trust and he has the most credibility we could ever ask for. He's the one who's completely faithful all the time. So what should we put our trust in? I think the answer is obvious. It's option A. It's the Lord. And number three. A lot of us are feeling kind of stuck right now, right? Because businesses are closed, schools are closed, everything seems to be on hold, and now we're stuck at home or, you know, in our front yard. So I challenge you guys to take advantage of this time because there are so many things you could do that you don't get around to doing when your schedule is normal. A lot of times we say, I wish I had time to do this activity, or I wish I had more time to spend with my family, or things like that. But now, this time has been cleared out for us, 
And yes, some events did go to the wayside for this season, but we now have this time and it's up to us what we do with it. So ask yourself, there are so many new opportunities now that my schedule is cleared, so how am I going to invest in my relationships? And how can I think outside the box? I'm fully convinced of this, guys. Limitations spark genius. Limitations cause you to think outside the box. When things are going really smooth, there's no need for you to think creatively because everything's working. But when limitations are placed on you, then you start thinking like you had never have before. And that's when a lot of genius comes through. So this is my encouragement to you guys. Don't live in fear and remember who God is and take advantage of this time that's placed before you. It obviously will look a lot different than it has in the past, but God is on the move and he's doing amazing things. Signing off, Jenny Lavornia with No Idea Podcast. See you around. Yeah.